Today is Monday, November 25th, 2019. On this day in 1960, the revolutionary Mirabal sisters were assassinated. Their deaths staged to look like an accidental car crash. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the murder of the Mirabal sisters, a group of activists who opposed the Dominican Republic's dictator, Rafael Leonidas Trujillo. Let's go back to a desolate mountaintop outside of Santiago on November 25th, 1960, just after 8 p.m. No one ever said murder was easy. Siriaco de la Rosa knew its many difficulties inside and out. He'd long since hardened himself to the emotional toll of taking a life. But the physical labor was another story entirely. That night, he and a group of gruff, brutal men pushed an idling jeep up a narrow, winding road. Luckily, the evening was quiet. No other vehicles passed, so the men were free to maneuver the nearly two-ton vehicle along the twisting paths up and down La Cumbre Mountain. Just to the side, a sheer drop of nearly 4,000 feet beckoned. While he huffed and pushed, De La Rosa did his best to keep his gaze down. He didn't want to catch an accidental glimpse into the windows. It wasn't that killing made him squeamish, but he was nervous about being so near his victims for so long. He was used to making quick escapes. Inside the car, three young women, Patria, Minerva, and Maria Teresa, lay dead. Their broken bones and battered bodies told the tale of their violent deaths. It was as clear as if the murder had been written out in text. De La Rosa felt uneasy about the whole situation. He resolved to dress the crime scene, make it look like an accident, and then get out of there fast. Once he reported to President Trujillo that the deed was done, he could try to forget the Miraballs forever. The assassins soon reached the bend in the road that represented the end of their journey. With one last push, they tipped the wheels over the edge of the cliff. It took a few moments for the vehicle to overbalance. One killer, stationed near the bumper, gave the last little shove to send the car toppling over the precipice. Then the murderers gathered to watch the Jeep plummet to the ground. It would surely be found the next day, and the assassins could already guess at the official story the police would offer. The Mirabal sisters, tired after the long drive from Puerto Plata to Santiago, hadn't paid close enough attention. 
hadn't seen the sharp bend in the darkness of the night, and had plummeted to their deaths at the bottom of the cliff. Would the public believe the story? Almost certainly not. The thin deception was more of a face-saving strategy than anything else. But the important thing was that the Mirabal sisters were dead. And if President Trujillo had his way, their message of freedom from his dictatorial rule would die along with them. Up next, we'll discuss the lives and deaths of the Mirabal sisters and how they helped spark a revolution. Now back to the story. On November 25, 1960, 36-year-old Patria, 34-year-old Minerva, and 25-year-old Maria Teresa Mirabal were murdered. The assassination of the Mirabal sisters and the attempted cover-up were attributed to their anti-fascist activism, specifically their efforts to overthrow the president of the Dominican Republic, Rafael Trujillo. The Mirabal sisters grew up under totalitarian rule. They were from a wealthy family, but even they noticed President Trujillo's history of oppression and his tendency to silence dissenters. They were content to live under his thumb until the beautiful 22-year-old Minerva personally caught Trujillo's eye. When she rejected his sexual advances, the sisters found themselves the target of a harassment campaign. Only then were they inspired to overthrow the brutal dictator. By 1960, the sisters were actively involved in revolutionary efforts and worked with a covert operation called Movimiento Revolucionario de 14 de Julio. They plotted Trujillo's assassination using the code name The Butterflies to protect their real identities. Ultimately, the movimiento failed, and the Butterflies were publicly exposed as the Mirabal sisters. In early 1960, the Mirabal sisters and their husbands were arrested, but they'd effectively raised awareness of Trujillo's corruption. The public and the international community protested their incarceration, and soon the women were released. Their husbands remained in prison and were eventually transferred to a holding facility in Puerto Plata. The only way to reach the remote town from Santiago was a winding road over a mountain known as La Cumbre. It was clear to the Mirabals and to their friends that the government was trying to lure them into a trap, but they refused to be intimidated. On November 25, 1960, Maria Teresa, Patria, and Minerva arrived at the Puerto Plata jail to visit their husbands. In mid-evening, they and their driver loaded back into their Jeep for the long drive home. It was the last time they were ever seen alive. As the butterfly's car crested La Cumbre, assassins loyal to President Trujillo laid in wait. Under the cover of darkness, on the nearly deserted road, the killers stopped the car and took the sisters and their driver, Rufino de la Cruz, hostage. 
Patria almost managed to escape, breaking free of her captors and flagging down a truck to ask for help. She managed to relay what had happened and convinced the driver to spread the word, but she was ultimately recaptured. The killers separated the sisters and De La Cruz, walking each individual into a sugarcane grove before beating them to death. After the murders, the bodies were loaded back into the vehicle, which was pushed over the edge of a cliff. Initial reports claimed that the Mirabal sisters had died in a tragic car accident, but the public refused to accept the official stories. Their injuries were inconsistent with a car crash, and the vehicle was covered in fingerprints that didn't belong to the sisters. By murdering the Mirabals, Trujillo made them into martyrs. Their tragic story spread throughout the Dominican Republic, inspiring ordinary men and women to take up the cause of revolution. In death, the butterflies pushed their movement to greater heights than they'd ever achieved in life. Six months after the Mirabal sisters' murder, on May 30, 1961, rebels assassinated President Trujillo. As for the killers themselves, they managed to disappear, escaping mob justice. Some, like Siriaco de la Rosa, eventually fled to other countries like the United States. In his later years, de la Rosa insisted that he regretted his role in the killing, but had felt he'd had no choice. In a 1997 interview, he explained, I tried to prevent the disaster, but I couldn't, because if I had, Trujillo would have killed us all. De La Rosa died in either 2002 or 2003. His friends reported that his final years were marked by paranoia, that one day the butterfly's supporters would have their revenge. While there's no evidence to suggest that his death was violent, perhaps his lifetime of fear was vengeance enough for the Mirabals. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out the ParCast original, Assassinations. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime.
Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Freddie Beckley, and Paul Mahler. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Angela Jorgensen, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thank you.